That you are. You are listening to 91.3 Sport FM. Glad to have your company on this Tuesday afternoon. And it has been a huge news day in the AFL with Dimmer Hardwick announcing his resignation as the head coach of the Richmond Football Club. Effective immediately joining us down the line this afternoon to talk all about it from Fox Footy is Ben Waterworth. Ben, good afternoon. And geez, there's never a dull day in footy. Day, Matt. Hello, welcome to you. It's uh, yeah, never a dull day is, is the best way to put it. I, I don't think too many of us expected uh, this to drop so early in the season. I think you know, there's probably a, a bit of an inkling that of, of all the coaches in the AFL uh, in the AFL industry that if there was going to be a, a, a coach that maybe vacated their position, you know, at season end or close to the end of the season, Damien Nahari could probably be up there, considering he's the, the you know prior to today the longest continuous serving coach at, at an AFL club, but I don't think too many of us expected it after round 10. And after the Tigers, you know, to be frank, and shown pretty good signs, I think, in, in recent times, despite, you know, only winning three games, they've been in pretty good form and, you know, shown signs that they might be able to get it together and still sort of maybe contend for finals, but um, it just, yeah, we're all sort of, I think, caught off guard when the news broke on Monday night. What did you make of his press conference from earlier on today and, and what he had to say? Mighty classy, wasn't it? Uh, mm. I think I think I said to a few people before um, before I started. I think oh, he's, I can expect maybe a few zingers and, uh, and some classy words to, to come from Damien Harbick, and that's how it played out. You know the the, the relaying the anecdote about you know Dustin Martin's uh, you know, recommendation <laughs> for holiday destinations and a bit of a dig at, at Jack Rewalt for making uh, you know their phone conversation about Jack, but also you know a bit of emotion talking about the support that his family's had over um, over many years and how much he loves his players. And I know that's probably what the timing of the announcement came down to, is that he has witnessed both, I think, you know, first-hand and, you know, watching off from afar, what the what a, what a, a parting of ways a coach and a club and, and, the, and what that can do to a legacy and what that can do to existing relationships. I think he saw the writing on the wall a fortnight ago, um, and that's why he took action now. And I think, it, as Brendan Gale said, it was a pretty selfless move for Damien Harwick to, to make this move. And, you know, with 18 months still left on his contract, he's probably left a fair bit of money on, on the table um, to, to, to do this. Um, but he knows that it's probably the right call for him personally and probably the right call for the Richmond Footy Club because it gives them time and an opportunity now to try and find, as Brendan Gale said, the, the right Richmond coach for the next 10 years. It was just all class. Mm. I really enjoyed the work from home time, Matt, as well. The, the, the casual, the casual approach, uh, just kind of, uh, I, I think, just uh, yeah, set the tone for what was a was a, a pretty classy uh, press conference from from Damien Harwick. So, uh, so thrilled that he was able to go out on his own terms, and it was a bit different, I suppose, Matt, because normally you either have one the, the hard sort of coach sacking or termination, where a coach doesn't want to go, but the club does want the person to go. Or you have a mutual parting of ways, like what we saw was probably Leon Cameron last year and Nathan Buckley the year before that. This is unique in terms of this is Damien Harvick's call. I think Richmond were prepared to sort of see the contract out for the next 18 months and see where it landed. But Damien Harvick has made the call nice and early to allow the Tigers to get on with business and for him to have a bit of a break. Yep, you can't uh, blame him for making this decision. He's had such a stellar career and he deserves to go out how he wants to. 
Um, you know, and, and I know there's a lot of people, you know, sort of delving into, oh, the exhaustion and he's burnt out. Why? And, you know, trying to find the reasonings. It's just, he's just had enough. And it's that, it's that time for him now to, to move on. And we'll see whether or not he does return to the coaching ranks at some point or whether it's the last we see of Demo. So, uh, well done. Congratulations on such a great career. Um, w- would you have liked to have seen him coach this weekend though against Port Adelaide? Yeah, I would have. I would have. Um, and, he, and he said he, he, he's not on for the send-offs. But I, I think I agree with what Jared Waitley said on Fox Footy's AFL 360 last night. Considering what he's achieved at that club, you know, uh, was able to break a 37-year premiership drought, was able to uh, just uh, ignite a club that was close to a basket case, you know, when he took over him in 2010. Um, and I, I think, just think there's just so much gratitude from Richmond fans towards Damien Harvey. I just think it would have been nice if he acknowledged that gratitude. It, obviously, it wasn't for Damien. It was his prerogative to, to not rock up if he, if he wanted to do nothing against him, but I, I just think it would have been nice if he had acknowledged um, exactly what he had achieved um, as, uh, as, a, as, a Tigers, uh, as a Tigers coach. But, you know, his, his call, and Andrew McWalter will take the reins, and McWalter was essentially uh, Damien Harwich, you know, loyal lieutenant, right-hand man throughout, throughout the, uh, the premiership era. And I think um, I think uh, he'll get a good uh, opportunity and a good clean slate to, to work with here. And I think he'll be one of the contenders for when, uh, for when Richmond really starts to uh, search for its next full-time coach. Who else will be on the radar when they do look for a coach? Well, actually, I think Ken Hinckley will be probably top of their priority list. Uh, Ken Hinckley is... I think um, certainly the only out-of-contract coach that is edible at the end of uh, this year, Kingley's contract runs till the end of 2023, Port Adelaide, and, uh, you know, David Kosh has constantly said that, you know, Ken has, um, you know, they won't revisit Ken's tenure or his contracting segment until August. But I think the fact that Damien Hardwick um, has left Richmond and that the, the natural tendency, I think, that Richmond will look at Ken Hinckley... Um, now that will probably accelerate that process from a Port Adelaide perspective. I think they've got to get on the front foot now, much like what Hawthorne had to do with Sam Mitchell when clearly Sam Mitchell was on Collingwood's radar uh, a couple of years ago. So I think he'll be on the radar, no doubt, Ken Hinckley. I think Justin Leppich will be right up there, former Brisbane Lions senior coach. Um, he's already had two stints as a Richmond assistant before he went to Brisbane and then after he uh, left Brisbane. He was a really integral member of that uh, Richmond Dynasty as an assistant coach, so I think he'll be uh, he'll be right up there. I think they have to look at someone like Don Pike. I think they've got to ask the question of um, of Nathan Buckley as well. He's had a couple of years out uh, of the coaching landscape. Uh, they've got to ask the question there. And then there's just a raft of assistant co- assistant coaches that with uh, with great resumes. Re- uh, I think reading the wings. I think Daniel Jean Syracuse, who's currently at Essendon, uh, who's been named an assistant coach of the year in, in past years. I think he's got to be. On the radar, along with Blake Carousella, uh, as I mentioned, Andrew McWalter, I think, will certainly come into into consideration. Um, and Scott Burns, I think, is a long-time assistant coach. Would they go for someone like Matthew Knights, who was a, who was a Richmond champion um, during his playing career? Obviously, a senior, assist, a senior coach at Essendon and then um, a senior assistant at Geelong and, and West Coast since then. There's a lot of options. And then they, could, could they even go for Leon Cameron, who was, you know, essentially uh, left the Giants this time last year? Uh, but uh, finished his playing career as a Richmond play, played almost 100 games with Richmond 
to finish his playing career. There's a lot of options, and I think that the beauty for Richmond is that they've got a, a pretty decent list that should be able to contend again pretty soon. They're well stocked financially, and they've got you know premierships in the last um, you know in the last decade, so they're not desperate for a flag. So, unlike a few other clubs, they can probably take afford to take a punt on, a, on an untried assistant coach um, more than others. So uh, there's plenty of options for Richmond. They'll take their time, I think, with this process and. That, um, that time, I think, has been afforded because Damien Harbick has been so selfless in, his, uh, in this decision. Will Richmond be making a call to Adam Simpson and then vice versa, will West Coast be making a call to Dimmer Hardwick? Uh, yeah, I think they make calls. I think the likelihood of that happening both in both cases, I think, is unlikely. I uh, certainly, certainly West Coast making a call to Damien Hardwick, I, I, I think... We were talking on our own Fox Footy podcast recently, Matt, about the, the three clubs at the bottom end of the ladder at the moment and how North Melbourne is probably one year into its rebuild. Uh, sorry, probably two years into its rebuild, um, you know, its development phase. Hawthorne's in year one, and probably West Coast is in minus one at the moment in terms of its rebuild. It doesn't have a rebuild list at the moment, so I, I don't think Damien Harbuck's the guy for that. Maybe, maybe they might make a call to Adam Simpson, um, you know, Richmond. Um, a, a premiership coach, a coach that's um, you know might be willing to, to take a list to the to the next uh, frontier. I, I can't see that happening. But whether Simpson would um, would want a bit of a break from, from the senior coaching role um, remains to be seen. You know he's been in the in the pressure cooker environment of the West Coast Eagles for a, for a number of years and obviously been very successful. But I, I just think since 2020, um, that that is it's been a, he's taken a, a big heavy toll. I think Adam Simpson. Um, trying to lead the West Coast Eagles in, in the past few years, and it, you know it obviously came to a head on the weekend with that 116-point um, loss to Hawthorne. Whether he's willing to, to jump straight in from that situation into uh, another big club like Richmond, obviously in a different state, remains to be seen. I, I can certainly see though a phone call from both parties to from from both clubs uh, being made in uh, in the not too distant future. Ben, last one before I do let you go. What is Dimmer Hardwick's lasting legacy at Richmond and what sort of shape does he leave the club in now? Yeah, he leaves, it, he leaves the club in, in really good shape. Like in, in the sense that, um, you know, even on the field, I know that, you know, they're, they're three wins from 10 games so far, but there, there are signs, I think, uh, in, in recent weeks that, you know, they, they've just lost some close games. Um, they, they could have gone either way, really. and it could, be, it could be a very different situation, but... Oh, as I mentioned before, Henny, his legacy is that he uplifted a footy club that was sort of a basket case operation, really, back in um, in 2010. You know, it took him nine rounds to get his uh, his first win as senior coach, but then he got it he got it going pretty quickly. He made um, three consecutive uh, final series from 2013 to 2015, a pretty ordinary year in 2016, and, and he he could have easily been sacked, I think, in, in 2016 after the club went on a um, on a, uh, a pretty wide, wide, encompassing review. Uh, but Peggy O'Neill and Brendan Gill stuck back with Damien Harwick, bolstered the support around him, and that has um, proven to be an inspired decision in the end because um, he led a, a team and a club, a, a big club as well, that um, you know captured the imagination of the footy world. You know, They got to 100,000 members pretty quickly, and he implemented this game style that was kamikaze-like, that was fun and exciting. And I think, as Damien Harvick said today, a bigger picture than that was that he wanted to implement a, uh, a culture where everyone at Richmond 
player, staff member, walked in with a smile on their face. And what's that, what that led to is I think Melbourne taking a similar approach with Simon Goodwin, to, with Craig McRae wanting to have a similar approach at Collingwood. And I think even Matthew Nitz is trying to implement that at Adelaide. So he kind of changed a lot of philosophy from an AFL perspective in, in, that, cultural, in that cultural sense, while also having that on-field success. He will go down as, um, you know, Tom Hazy's probably regarded as the best ever Richmond coach considering he led the Tigers to four flags across the 60s and the 70s. Damien Harvick will go very close to that considering that he won three flags in the modern 18-club AFL era. Um, that is a mighty achievement and uh, I hope he's not lost to footy. I don't think he will be lost to footy because he's got a terrific footy brain and will suit uh, any club in a number of different capacities going forward. Well done to Damien Hardwick on a fantastic career as the head coach of the Richmond Football Club, bringing them three premierships and so much success in his time there. Uh, ben, it's been a pleasure chatting uh, on the show this afternoon. Thank you very much for taking the time and enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, same to you, Matt. Have a good night.